to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, February 12th. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, we got Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the Bass Master, ripping them lips, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. We've got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, giggling over asparagus, <laughs> Lee Ellis. That is so me, that guy right there, getting excited. <laughs> That's so Lee. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, making the magic happen once again with those cold opens, it's JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team on a Friday, joining us live right now on YouTube. Guys, please like and comment and subscribe. Share the show. Appreciate all of you that joined us last night for our NBA happy hour, especially our guest, Amir Blumenfeld. He rolled through. He stood for the entire time. It took me back to the starters days where Trey was just standing for the entire show. Uh, but we had a lot of fun. So if you uh, haven't watched that yet or listened to it, it's up on YouTube, of course. We went about two hours hanging out last night. Talked a lot about towels at the end. And the uh, the towel strategy that you have, the towel rotation. JD, Nora was watching a little bit. She actually was like, I feel so bad for JD. <laughs> What's going on in that house with these towels and the animals that you're living with and the way they I treat know. a towel? She, she felt legit bad, yeah. Oh, thanks, Nora. I, I appreciate are, are that. Are those socks... Are those socks still sitting on the living room floor? Six days now, they're gone. They're gone. Oh, oh, maybe someone was watching Happy Hour. <laughs> I think so. Oh. I think they heard me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so go check that out. Uh, a lot of fun with Amir, and uh, we'll probably be doing that uh, next Thursday as well. We'll let you know for sure though later on. Okay, keep your questions and your comments coming for the next Beach Steppin' Podcast. No dunks at theathletic.com. And you guys know this: immaculate items always available at nodunks.com lots of no dunks merch hoodies and crewnecks and t-shirts some shorts and we've of course got the coffee mug too so go grab that okay fun drop we got worst of the week nominees we've got uh maybe uh <laughs> we haven't never really decided who is doing tweet of the night so we'll figure that out <laughs> as the show goes on uh we've got some second returns in the fan voting that we can address but just sort of quickly with the games last night there were some entertaining games uh so some takeaways from these ones Steph Curry going off again, Lily. Ten threes. I mean, this is stupid at this point. Ten threes, 40 points. Warriors hold off the magic. What's the big takeaway, Lily? Well, are we going to talk about the game or do we want to get to the juicy stuff about whether or not Steph Curry has uh, got himself a seat at the MVP table? Is he in the conversation for MVP? Mm. Because he's kind of been on the periphery there for a while. But I think right now... And Skeets, the other day when you asked the question on the show to, to myself and Trey, you said, you know, let's say the season ended today. Would Joel Embiid be the MVP? Right. But I think for this question, I'm going to project out for the remainder of the season. Because if the season ended today, I don't think Steph Curry would or could win MVP. But I think there is a path for him to get there if things go a certain way throughout the season. There's a few factors, a few criteria there. Obviously, the first one and the most important is that he keeps playing at this high level and the Warriors keep winning because... Mm-hmm. Steph can't win the MVP, in my opinion, if he has a Russell Westbrook-like MVP season where they, the team only won 45 games. I think Steph has to get his worry. Or, you know, I mean, so it's a little bit shorter, of course, this season with 72 games only. But I think Steph has to get the Warriors up to sort of third or fourth in the Western Conference at best. I okay. think uh, you don't think he can do what Westbrook did? No, because because Steph's already won two MVPs. He's a three-time champ. He's already done those accomplishments. Russell Westbrook hadn't done those at the time, and it was like that triple-double 30-point season, that sort of like 
Durant's gone. Oh my God, Westbrook's done something we've never seen before. I think okay. Steph Curry has to have the Warriors winning. Then you have to look at a couple of other guys who he's competing against. And, and, and the first one and the biggest one, I think, is Joel Embiid, who's having by far his best season. But can he maintain it? Can he stay on the floor? And can the Sixers keep winning? Because Embiid is a guy who has had uh, significant injuries in the past, and hopefully he stays healthy. But let's say he doesn't, then that could seriously affect his candidacy, which I think he's ahead of Steph Curry right now. And he's going to kind of get the, the, the narrative vote, the storyline vote of like, you know, he's really living up to his potential mm-hmm. if he stays healthy and the, and the Warriors, uh, the Sixers keep winning. And then you've, of course, got LeBron out there as well. Now, LeBron, I think, is the early season favorite. I picked him as the early season favorite. A lot of booking, uh, uh, betting websites and even media votes sort of have LeBron as the uh, leader right now. But will this maybe almost count against LeBron at some point if he just sort of stays at this incredibly consistent level but if the Lakers cruise a little bit and maybe don't have that best record in the Western Conference, let's say they drop back to second or third, well, that maybe count against LeBron where it's like, well, you've got a better team. We expected like great results from you, whereas the Warriors came into this season without Clay Thompson. And I think a lot of people immediately said, well, the Warriors can't win it now without Clay because he's such an important player for their team. So, mm-hmm. you know, will those sorts of things. And then you've got the other guys like Giannis, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, those sort of guys like... Where where will their seasons end up? Giannis, we've kind of just dismissed him from contention this season. I think a lot of people, it's almost like it doesn't matter what numbers he puts up because he's won the last two, but the Bucks haven't done so well in the playoffs. And then you've got someone like Jokic, who's playing fantastic basketball, but the Nuggets aren't playing great basketball right now. So I think that affects him. And Doncic, everything about what the Mavericks does comes down to Doncic. And can the Mavericks get up high enough in the Western Conference? I don't think they can right now. But if they could, Doncic is going to get all the credit. So... Uh, I think there's a lot of factors in play, but I think if Steph Curry continues this incredible hot streak, scoring, shooting, doing just amazing things, really taking us back to that second MVP season where he led the league in scoring, where the 73 and 9 Warriors were uh, mm-hmm. unbelievable, you know, then Steph's going to force himself uh, into contention. But a- as we sit here today, I don't think he can. But if all those things happen throughout the course of the season, then uh, there's no reason why he can't be uh, a third, uh, a three time MVP winner. Yeah, Tass, if he keeps averaging 35.3 points per game and, uh, you know, shooting basically 50% from distance, like 8, 9, 10 threes a game, and they win, like Lee's saying, this is what he's been doing basically over his last eight games, Steph Curry. Yeah, he's in the conversation, right? He's at the table, and maybe, maybe, like Lee's saying, if he continues this rampant pace, he could pull this off and, get, and win a third. I think it's still unlikely, because I agree with Lee on the wins. Like, I think the Warriors have to have a shocking amount of wins, especially in comparison to what we thought they might sort of follow when we came into the season with no clay. But what do you think? Well, I don't know how high that win total has to be. I think the expectations uh, have dropped after the way the Warriors started this season. And so everybody understands that it's Steph and not much else offensively as far as scoring the ball. So he has to do a ton. So I don't, I don't think he has to win. They have to win really, uh, you know, 45 games out of their 72. I don't think it has to be that high. I think it's all about the narrative you want to choose with the MVP vote. And and I know that's kind of what happens every year, but there's so many good candidates this year. uh, And and it's such a a weird season. I think it's just which path do you want to pick with your winner? And and I think LeBron is sort of the default winner because there are too many freaking storylines right now. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Joel Embiid, yeah, he's playing his best. Yeah, Nikola Jokic, uh, the, the Steph, obviously. There, there's so many sort of on, on a very high level. And then I think people will just say when they get their ballot, you know, why not give it to a guy who's doing something at 36 that no one has ever done? He's won four MVPs. 
Uh, he's kind of uh, got close the last couple seasons, especially last season. Why don't we just give, give it to him? So I think he could be the default winner. Uh, but I think Steph is le- totally legitimate. And, uh, you know, there's the storyline there. Like, where would the team be without him? So that's mm-hmm. that's obviously strong. There's obviously going to be some nice headlines with that lead. Uh, but I, I think also part of it is just the numbers, man. Um, that's why Steph, I think, is kind of overlooked. Sometimes we talk about the best in NBA history because it's about numbers and it's not about taking over, you know, physically being dominant. But, yeah, he had 10 threes last night. Ho-hum. He's done it 17 times in his career. The next highest player to do that is Clay with five. Like, it's just stuff that, uh, you know, the points go and they keep ticking up on the board because he's a freaking master, um, but it's not, you know, it's not done like a you know, previous MVP. So I think it's kind of overlooked still, even though we talk about him a lot. But he's he's tucked in at that table. You know, he's he's got he's on that chair and he's he's ready. Knife fork up, ready to go until the end of the season. I don't see how he's gone from the table at any point, but there's just so many dudes at that table. I think the king is just going to be. You know, flick the MVP at the end of the season because they all have real, real cases. And I think they're all going to be there till the end because everybody's really resting and chilling out. Like Joel Embiid, uh, they've gotten smart and they rest him and it's totally accepted in this year's NBA that everybody rests. Angela Russell rests every five games, it seems like. There's an injury, but he rests. Like everybody's resting and I think LeBron's uh, they'll not. just get to the season. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. That's true. He'll find some rest though. Uh, he might well. Where do you have Curry? Is he's at the table for you, Trey? I assume a small or big table. He's at this conversation. <laughs> yeah, we need to officially figure out how many people are allowed <laughs> at this table. Because I mean, four is a nice double date dinner reservation, yeah. no doubt about it. Is Curry in the top four? I think he's getting close at the very mm-hmm. least. Embiid, LeBron, for sure, are there. Jokic and Durant probably are in the mix, and then Curry, I think, is really knocking on the door with those guys because the Nuggets have started to struggle. And, you know, Kevin Durant has missed a few games for the Nets. So certainly Curry is right there, especially when you consider that people are excited to put Damian Lillard into the MVP conversation as well. Mm -hmm. And what Steph Curry is doing is what Damian Lillard is doing with the Blazers. They're a Mm -hmm. team that's been uh, kind of their depth has been taken away by injuries similar to the Warriors have. But uh, Curry is just balling right now. He's looking like the unanimous MVP Curry of old it's pretty funny to think that at the start of the season, people were saying, can this guy carry a team by himself anymore? Yes, obviously he can. He's still money from three. Like Tass was saying, 17 times with 10 or more threes. Incredible stuff. Feels like it's going to happen a few more times this year. He could make a run at leading the league in scoring, I would imagine, as well. And if that's the case, he's for sure going to be a top five, top four, maybe a top three candidate, depending on how many people are at the table. He's definitely coming to dinner but it does feel like LeBron is going to be the one picking up the check at the end of the year, considering his coach is saying, yeah, don't, don't worry. LeBron's got this. Order what you want. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, last night shots, too. I know this is nothing new with Curry, but it's always nice to be reminded. And Steve Kerr, after the game, Lee, was like, Steph hits these threes there where there's nothing happen, happening offensively, and then he just uses his dribble, because he's got some of the best handles in the game, to free himself up, gets that little bit of space, just some inches there, right, and then rises up, and you expect him to go in when he's feeling it, and that's what was happening against this Magic team. By the way, the Warriors needed all 40 of these points. Yeah. They needed all of these threes to win the game, and I think that helps you know, the, the, the uh, MVP uh, case for a guy like Curry. When he's on the floor, Warriors are plus 67. When he's off, they're minus 12. And I, mean, I saw you know, Nick Friedel uh, tweeting that one out. Or I think it was Tom Haberstow, actually. So, like, yeah, we know, you know, we get into the what's the 
what's it stand for? MVP, most valuable. Well, is there anyone more valuable to their team than, than Curry? That's what people are going to start saying here if they haven't already, right? Yeah, he's knocking on the door to have a seat at the table to get, join the conversation. No, no, okay, <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just, let's, just, let's just clarify this. I thought we've done this before. I think we're going more than four at the table, though I agree 100% with you, Trey. I'm thinking it's a round table, though. That's a nut. You go out for, you get yeah. the round table at sure. a nice restaurant. That's yeah. great. You know, the conversation is flowing. You're not just stuck talking to the person next to you. Yeah. I think it's, I feel comfortable with six or seven even. Um, six. I'll go six. The seven man reservation. Rare. Yeah. I'll yeah. go. I'll go six. Well, you know, you got a couple. You got a couple couples, and then you got sure. the one friend maybe in town. You like come out. I'll go six. Does anyone have any objection <laughs> against that? Six are at the MVP table conversation. They six, they are six, pair, sharing meals. Six, six are at the table, but someone says, "Well, if someone else turns up, we can just squeeze another yeah, one." Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we got it's I think it's easier to do that on a round table than a square 100%, table. Hundred you know? yeah, yeah. percent. Now, sometimes you're gonna like your your legs gonna hit like a table leg, right? You're gonna have yeah. to like pick a side. Might have to straddle it. That can be yeah. uncomfortable. But you're, I'm with yeah. you, Lee. It's a little easier to squeeze in. Okay, <laughs> six is the reservation. But you can always slip in a seventh. All right, that's where we're at. So Curry is 100% there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, just one thing, though, talking about the, the the way that they execute those plays. Like, because I'm I'm scouring now every game for uh, very solid plays, right. I get to watch tons of the Warriors because Draymond Green's an incredible pass of the ball. And the way that some of those other players for the Warriors, like Wiggins and like Oubre, a good, good couple of examples, setting really good screens for Steph uh, is is really helping him as well because he only needs a, a split second to get that ball mm-hmm. and he gets off with such a clean look. So, you know, the Warriors are sort of making that offense like, listen, you, I'm not sure how much you can rely on those other guys, although Wiggins was a good again for them last night in the fourth quarter, but it's a little bit uh, less predictable. Whereas with Steph, it's like just get him the ball, set some good screens, and we'll take our chances that he's not, most likely going to knock down those shots. And, uh, and that's what he's been doing. And then you saw the magic like, all right, we, someone else has got to beat us here, guys. Someone else, anyone else. So they put uh, a little bit more defensive pressure on him, but then other guys do step up. So that's kind of the, what the Warriors need is like, we know Steph can take us home, but let's see Wiggins and let's see Oubre come up and, uh, and, and hit some big shots for themselves because they're getting paid big bucks as well. Oubre's on $82 million this year, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Count the taxes, he wishes. yeah, sure. Um, would you bet Tass on Curry having another 60-plus game in him this season? And I was even going to go as far to say, because I know Trey threw it out there, I think, a couple shows ago. Like, is 70 in play with him the way he's shooting right now? Obviously, the three ball. Uh, like, what is it that far-fetched to think, like, he could do that? The the Booker-like number? <laughs> What's on BetMGM? I imagine I uh, 60 plus. Uh, you know, the, the smart defenses are taking him away a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Like, the Spurs, two games in a row, they allowed 32 points with four to six eyeballs on him at right. all times. Right. Uh, but, you know, you're going to play some bad defenses in the NBA, so <laughs> I could see 60. Yeah, I could see, if there's a line out there, you know, it's probably like a plus 1,000 or something for a 60-point game. Oh, no, not that high, I wouldn't think. I mean, not, it's almost likely. 60's a lot. Yeah, yeah 60's a lot. Don't be wrong. 70, 70 uh, yeah, we're definitely getting You think getting 60 is likely? Well, I'm saying it's not plus 1,000. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's... Lee, would you bet on I'll that? I'll take like, that bet if you... He's getting yeah. another 60-point game this season for sure. Yeah, I, it feels I, like I would, that. Yeah. Will he beat his own week. record of threes made in a game? Yeah. Right? He well, has it, right? 14? No, no, that's Clay. Oh, Clay, Clay has it. Sorry, yeah. Clay has, Oh, will yeah. he get it back is what I mean. I think mean. Steph's yeah. best is 13, I think. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I, I think he's got another 60 in him for sure. All right, let's hear from the stream team. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. If you were a betting man or woman, 
Would you be putting some coin down on Steph going for 60-plus again in a season? Because he is on fire right now. 53 for 101 from beyond the arc in his last eight games. 101 threes he's taken in his last yeah. eight games. And it's like, oh, okay. You don't even blink at it, really. Incredible. That's like 15 minutes before an episode of the starters for Lee Ellis, though. 101 threes. <laughs> no problem. That's no true. problem. That is true. Uh, our next game, you know, he was, uh, his name got thrown around there. I couldn't really determine whether he was at the table or maybe he is squeezing in. But it's Damian Lillard, guys. Uh, not Mello, but Damian Lillard scored 30. Mello caught fire. And the Blazers beat the 76ers. Really, really entertaining late game. I, I stayed up for this one. 118-114. Uh, Mello is the story from it. It was fun. It was vintage Mello. I think Stotts called him. 24 points off the bench, uh, including 16 in the fourth. But the uh, the back and forth affair late in this one was really, really entertaining. You had Gary Trent Jr. breaking the tie at 109. So he put the Blazers up three. Lillard then added a basket. They're up five. They look like they're in the driver's seat. Well, here come the Sixers. Embiid, a little pull-up. A little pull-up around the free-throw line. Splash. It goes. Then Ben Simmons, who had an unbelievable game. He played really good defense on Lillard. Got them in transition. Pushed the ball, Ben. Found Seth Curry. Yeah, the other Curry. He hit a three to tie it at 114. 22 seconds to go. Then Melo gets tripped, like bumped by Mm -hmm. Tobias Harris. He goes to the line. Hits his free throws, three seconds remaining. And then the Sixers, I did not love what they were running here at the end. I don't know what Harris was doing either. He like stops midway coming to the ball, but Sir Robert Covington uh, sort of jumps the passing lane, gets the deflection, gets the steal, and uh, game is over after Lillard ices it out with the free throws. Fun one. Uh, and you got a bunch of like MVP candidates right there, uh, Trey, with Lillard. Wait, he was playing in this with the 30. Like I said, Embiid was a monster. Uh, and Ben Simmons playing great. Not that he's an MVP, but. Good stuff there from Mello. Always fun to see him catch fire, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Vintage Mello is fun to watch and much needed for the Blazers, especially on a night, like you're saying, Ben Simmons was doing a great job of kind of taking Damian Lillard out of the game with CJ McCollum out with injury. Mm-hmm. The Blazers just need somebody that can fill it up from time to time. That was Gary Trent Jr. a little bit last night, and then Mello obviously was <laughs> awesome. I felt bad last night on the happy hour. You asked me, um, <laughs> you just asked me off the cuff. Which two players would you like to see switch faces? <laughs> and then you were mad at me that I didn't have an answer. Just I wasn't mad ready. No, no, no. <laughs> You're like, how dare you? How dare you not have a face-off switch ready? Uh, the answer, though, is Carmelo Anthony and LaMelo Ball. Somebody tweeted it to us earlier yep. today because yep. I love to see it. You know, we're already talking about, is LaMelo the new Melo? He's stealing the celebration. But Carmelo said no. I'm still mellow. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm still making threes, still hitting it to the head. Uh, so, yeah. Mellow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well done. Um, but, yeah, uh, watching Mellow get hot, it's a throwback. It's fun to see. And, you know, if there's going to be two good Mellows in the league, I'm here for it. They're on completely opposite sides of the country. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have to deal with Mellow versus Mellow all too often. And when they get together, they'll probably, you know, Three to the dome it together. Yeah, and it's nice that one's super young, one's very, you know, old in his NBA career. I like the timing of that. Uh, JD, you actually have that photo that Trey is alluding to from Yannick, because that was going to be my tweet of the night. <laughs> the uh, the face-off photo. I don't know if you want to pop it up there, but uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> Do not wow. like it at all. <laughs> I like uh, I like Carmelo's face on Lamelo's head more than the other way around. I'll say, mm-hmm. God, it's so weird when you look at that. Very uh, weird. Yeah, we're showing for those listening. Uh, Yannick tweeting in uh, 
a photo of literally just swapping faces with Carmelo Anthony and LaMelo Ball. It's as creepy as you think it would, uh, <laughs> it would look. Anyway, uh, anything to add to, to this game, Tass or Lee? Well, I just like when the Blazers win when Damian Lillard doesn't have a really good game. Uh, that's just means that they're deep enough. Like he had, you know, six of 21 from the floor. Ben Simmons was awesome guarding him <laughs> and taking away his looks. But he got to the free throw line a ton. Basically, half his points were from the free throw line. But the yeah, when the Blazers can win, I mean, this this is uh, the kind of thing you didn't expect when CJ McCollum went out. He's having a career year, and now he's out. But Carmelo Anthony to step in and be old classic Melo for a quarter, where yeah, everything was going down. Even when he thought he was drawing a foul, he just threw oh, it up. That and was crazy. Hit the glass and go down. He's gonna finish top ten in scoring. And I, I know we know. Like uh, I I have numbers battering around in my head all day and they sometimes don't mean anything but when you get top 10 all-time in nba and scoring that's pretty neat and he mm. should get there uh it could be this season uh, there's a chance but probably next season uh he'll he'll stick around he'll still be around hitting some shots and uh i love those jerseys too i, I know. oh yeah they look yeah. good they do look good on the court i yeah. think everything looks good in portland that court is perfect there's somebody on on youtube that said uh it looks like a Cleveland Browns jersey, which, okay, it does. It's kind mm. of, you know, that sort of neutral gray-brown, but everybody kind of loves the Browns, I said. <laughs> you know, kind of. <laughs> you feel sorry for the Browns. Hold uh, on, let, let, me go get my, awesome. let me go get my plunger as we're talking about all the Browns here. <laughs> um, Lee, uh, you know, we had the conversation uh, about the MVP conversation, the table, how many people are at it. Is Ben Simmons at the Defensive Player of the Year bar rail? That's where we're going to set them up, okay? I, I mean, if he's not all first-team defense this season, then uh, I don't know what he has to do to do it. Yeah. He, he's incredible. He had that great block last night that led to uh, transition three there from the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's incredibly quick and athletic, and because of his size and the position he plays, he's very, very rarely outmatched. You know, And you can switch him onto other defenders as well. He can defend the biggest guy or the smallest guy on a team because he's got that agility. So, uh, yeah, I, I think his defense is still somewhat overlooked. But uh, for me, he's easily one of the best defenders on ball perimeter, uh, wherever you want to put him in the in the uh, in the game. He's as good as anybody at just denying his opponent because he's so big and strong as well. Like guys just can't beat him off the dribble. I mean, I think I think Lillard it was last night sort of shook him to get one shot off, but that's different as far as if you go into the body and then try to body a guy, you just can't do it. You can't move mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think he's great, and I think uh, he deserves. Certainly, I think Rudy Gobert is the favorite for that award, and I think it's his to lose from now, uh, given everything going on with the Jazz. But uh, Simmons has to get a little bit more recognition than he's gotten in the past. Yeah, the only obstacle for Simmons getting a defensive player of the year is that he's a perimeter player. Mm -hmm. And it seems to go to big guys, but on a night-in, night-out basis, he's the most impactful perimeter defender in the league for me. Because like Lee's saying, he can do it all. He can be an inside guy. He can be an outside guy. Kawhi Leonard... If you need a one-on-one lockdown situation, that's probably still the guy you're taking. But yeah. every single night, Simmons is bringing it defensively. And Skeets, yeah, you're right. They had a bit of a what-are-we-running-here moment there at the end of the game. <laughs> but I do like the look of the Sixers in the crunch time a little bit more than they have in the past. They can get Embiid the ball in the post, which is a huge improvement. That was not always the case. He's making quick decisions. You saw him hit Ben Simmons in the lane for a layup. And I think that's big, too, that Ben Simmons is there in the lane ready to finish at the rim in the fourth quarter. Because, you know, we've seen so many times where he's just happy to get the ball away from his hands so he doesn't get fouled and go to the free throw line. He had another post-move finish that I thought was nice. Joel Embiid is being a little bit more patient. You know, 
It's not just gonna be a three from the top of the key off 100 pump fakes. He's being real patient, getting to that mid-range jumper. Very weird to think that Daryl Morey is the GM on this team and saying, <laughs> oh man, all we're gonna do is see Simmons and Embiid shooting all these threes. Meanwhile, Embiid is a mid-range monster right now. He's shooting 50% from the mid-range and you see it every single time. He just takes his time, gets the pump fake, the guy bop, bumps off him. He's got a little bit of space, takes a dribble, a 15-footer and it's money. Sixers crunch time offense is gonna be or has been an issue, at least, in the past couple of seasons, but they look a little bit more organized right now. They lost last night, but I don't think it was because they were doing dumb stuff uh, mm-hmm. until maybe that last play. Yeah, just that last play was weird. Again, if, I don't know why Harris just straight up stops and looked like him and Bede were going to collide, too. There was just, like, whoever was throwing I forget who was on the inbounds uh, pass, but, like, yeah, just throwing it into traffic there, like, just way too many bodies there. Yeah, didn't love that, but you're right. Really entertaining game, especially for the uh, the nightcap there. So go check out the highlights at the very least. Quality win from the Blazers. Maybe one of their best wins, I think, of the season. All right, the other games, I'll just throw them at you guys. And if there's anything you want to address, feel free. Jimmy Butler, triple-double, leads the Heat past the Rockets. Semi Ojale and Peyton Pritchard help the Celtics take down the, the Raptors 121.06. My God, if it's not Brad Wanamaker now, it's Pritchard. Um, they just, uh, you know, they both of those guys hit six threes. It was an unbelievable shooting performance from them. They beat the Raps. And then the Pacers snapped a four game skid with the 111.95 win over the Pistons. Uh, anything jump out at you there, Trey? Well, I think all these games kind of run together for me a little bit because Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn kind of have separated themselves in the Eastern Conference. So the question is going to be who gets the fourth seed in the East, and we saw four contenders for it last night. Miami is definitely rounding into form, as mm-hmm. expected. You know, 5-2 and two since Jimmy Butler returned. They're now ninth in defense. The offense, still a work in progress, but it's going to be three-pointers and it's going to be free throws. Jimmy shot 11 free throws last night. The pressure he puts on the rim opens up the drive and kick game 15 threes for Miami last night five for Duncan Robinson five for Illinois boy Max Struess who might be the next Duncan Robinson also might be the next Tass Mellis <laughs> he's got a similar look yeah like Maxi. yeah um and honestly Max Struess is more handsome than Hito Turkoglu and Tass Mellis is more handsome than Hito Turkoglu so I'm willing to call Tass and Max, the same guy. Anyways, you look at this other game. Raptors lost last night to Fast PP and the Beantown boys, but they've recovered well mm-hmm. after a 2-8 and eight start. Don't forget, they are playing all of their games away from home in a different country. I think we can give them uh, some credit for surviving the first 10 games of the season because obviously they're playing a little bit better right now. The Celtics, mm-hmm. they got two all-stars. Kemba Walker, he's struggled so far. They've had depth issues. I think that's going to continue, but they will probably make some sort of move. So you imagine the Celtics will be there. Then we got the Pacers. They looked like they had a chance to be that fourth team in the East early in the season. They've hit a rough patch. In 20 and 21, they are 9 and 12. And you're seeing the limitations, no doubt, of Sabonis and Brogdon. They don't always have an advantage every night. But on the nights when Sabonis is able to really bully somebody, they look great. They are missing TJ Warren. They need somebody who can just go out and get a basket. But, I don't know, a nice win for the Pacers. So my question to you guys, if you were guessing, who's getting that fourth seed in the Eastern Conference come playoff time? Of those, of those teams specifically? Yeah, because yeah. I think yeah. that's the next tier. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think I go Celtics. I do. I mean, I think Kemba, I believe, still in Kemba. I know some Celtics fans are like, trade Kemba, trade Kemba, do all that. He's, he's going to be fine. He's going to round into form. The guy was coming back from an injury. And then you've got, like, last night was a great example. The Raptors, wisely, you know, try and take away Brown. Try and take away Tatum. With no OG, by the way, without their best defender. And they did a pretty good job on those guys. But man, those guys, like, they're not afraid to pass the ball. There's some playmakers in them. And these guys were just Semi Ojale and Pritchard. You know, they're getting a lot of 
good open looks and they're in the NBA and they can knock them down. But uh, I go Celtics as much as that pains me to say. I, I think I, I think of those teams we're talking about. I I believe in them the most. Tess, agree, disagree. Yeah. You go Raps, you go Heat. Yeah, I'm fine with the Celtics. They also lost Jason Tatum for several weeks already this mm-hmm. season, and yeah, Kemba does not look like himself. And Nick Nurse loves taking away the stars from the other team. Yeah, did a great job. And Peyton <laughs> Pritchard is hey, he's capable. Yeah, he's he bang home those shots. He's obviously very very confident. Uh, and then, yeah, Shemi Ojale, I mean, what the heck are you going to do? Second start of the season, he just bangs home shot after shot after shot. And the refs were tired. It's fine. I'm fine saying that. It's an excuse, but I don't care. I mean, they're hitting the front rim a ton in this game. And so they lose. But, yeah, the Celtics have got off to a better start um, than the Raps and the Heat. Uh, and, you know, the Pacers yeah, slow, have slowed down. They need Karis LeVert as well. You mentioned TJ mm-hmm. Warren. I mean, they're super banged up as well. Um, but it's good to see the Heat alive and the Raps alive. At least all these teams are, you know, rounding into form. It's been a freaking weird year, guys coming in and out of the lineup. But it felt right to see some guy no one's ever heard of in Max Struess. Uh, weird spelling of his name. His 16th game of his season, and, or of his uh, career, I should say, and has this monstrous game where he has you know, just dropping shot after shot after shot. Did you guys see the line? Mm-hmm. 21 yeah, it's points, like, yeah, go zero ahead. everything, <laughs> yeah. uh, zero boards, assists. First guy to do that since Catino Mobley 14 years ago. Uh, wow. 21 points and nothing across the board. Wow. Ma- Max Brucey's. Yeah. Uh, it's so tough to do. It is yeah. hard. Very hard to do. <laughs> for a rebound not to fall oh, into man. your hand, for a, for just passing the ball to someone oh. who hits a three. It's a, what yeah. counts as an assist these days as well. Yeah, you, you basically <laughs> just have to let go of the ball, and the other guy has to grab it and score it, and that counts yeah. as an assist. Yeah, He, he just that runs corner to corner, that guy, and hits shots. But the Heat know what they're doing. Uh, yep. And it was ugly. It was super ugly. But it was good to see the Heat uh, you know, be, be like themselves. Like the end of the game – Trey mentioned their end of game execution. It's ugly. They miss shots and then they just go get the rebound. But they're out fighting teams, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what they're going to do the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, Lili, just to uh, finish this conversation, do you agree with Tass and I? Is it the Celtics of that bunch? Because it is weird to think all those teams that Trey is saying there that were playing last night, um, three of these teams might lose in the first round. You know, that's going to be a blow, right? You know, um, it's possible is what, yeah. I, what I'm getting at. Very possible, I think. So but what do you, which team of those four do you pick? Yeah, the Celtics for sure. I mean, uh, between Brown and Tatum last night, they had 27 shots for 29 points. Any other game, especially against a good team like the Raptors, you would say, well, the Celtics are going to lose that game if they can't get that sort of production out of their stars. But other guys did step up and, uh, you know, that's just, that's a good sign for the Celtics. They've got some depth and, but they, they, uh, they will have two all-stars. So they've got that superstar talent. It's just that they, their only problem for me is in the middle. They've got a little bit of a problem there at, at the center. And will Danny Ainge make a move or will he be reported to make a move? What will happen come trade deadline? But right. uh, I think uh, while Jason Tatum's on the court, the Celtics, uh, you know, they're, they're as good as anyone else pretty much in the Eastern Conference. So I think he's that good. He, he wasn't that good last night, but uh, he's shown that this year. He, where's he at the table? We haven't talked about him being at the table. Uh, the no, he missed too much, time, no. missed too much he, time. He would have been. He might show up. He might be late to the dinner. When, when he was playing, though, when he was playing, he was in that conversation. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. he missed some time there. So, Most definitely. But, uh, yeah, the, and the Heat, uh, I mean, you, you know, you guys have pretty much covered it there, but they're just winning ugly with, and dirty and grimy. Dirty. Four, four straight wins for the Heat. That's all, that's all they do. They just know how. doesn't matter how close the game is. The Heat seem to always be ahead when it counts. Um, one more thing with Pritchard. This nickname... Fast PP. <laughs> what what am I missing with this? Like, it, I mean, I know it's a weird Celtics Twitter and all that. Like, uh, but it, it does. 
I, obviously it stands for his initials, I assume, but like it is so bad. That's one of the worst nicknames of all time. Am I crazy? Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> because, you know, the Celtics fans, the Beantown boys, they want you to say fast PP. Nice right. and slow. Nice and slow. You're separating the PP. But if you say it like a like a fool and you say fast PP, <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> so that's why it's I say it fast PP every time. Yeah. <laughs> but he is fast. He is, he is he, fast. He's fast. And yeah. his initials are PP. So, I mean, clearly that's the only possible uh, nickname for him. That's just, uh, I mean, again, like where they, they were calling him 8 Mile, right? For a while, too. Or that was in, in play because he's, cause he's looking like Eminem. Cause he's white. Yeah, because he's white, too. Yeah. But, I mean, I, both are not great. But Fast PP, I just hate how it looks. I hate saying it. It's, uh, I mean, but hey, I think, it's, I think it's almost so bad now that people yeah, are that's loving good. it. So, boy, you know, look, what, what can I say? The Beantown Boys... They destroyed the raps there, but Das is right. They had an excuse. They were tired. It was back to back. I think it was yeah. their fifth game in seven nights, wasn't it? Five different cities or something like that. Yeah, and it was just announced that they're going to stay the rest of the season in Tampa, mm-hmm. and and they're not moving back to Toronto because that was the hope that things would be better. And uh, now Kyle Lowry says now we can all get settled in a little bit, which is you know it's just it's it is a tough season for them, but sure. uh, I'm sure they'll be fine, and I'm sure Peyton Pritchard will be fine. Although he was doing his post game Zoom. In a car after the yeah, game. Yeah. Was he driving? I mean, you can't you can't do that. Maybe uh, he had a, had a driver. I don't think Fast PP wants anybody to drive. <laughs> I, think, I think he's driving his own car. Uh, let me throw up this photo of Max Struess here because I, I just go. Googled Max Struess because I've... Look how handsome he is. <laughs> yeah, he is a handsome man, isn't he? This is his DePaul days. He's got to go back to this look. He's far more handsome than me. This long hair. Like, now he's got Whoa. a short hair look. look at yeah, that. he's got the shorter, mm-hmm. shorter vibe. Look at that. Those All right. Yeah, that, that's who him. we were talking that's about. Max <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, save that for later, JD. Yeah, we're Sexy gonna time. come back to that. Forty-three uh, percent from three right now, though. He literally could be the next Duncan Robinson, a guy that they just found oh who is God. nowhere who can shoot threes. That's all that the Heat look for, right? Compete on defense, be in the yeah. right spot, and jack the threes. He's doing it so far. He played at a tiny school in Illinois. Lewis University, Division Two, before going to DePaul. Shout out to the Illinois boys. Wow. What a week it's been for the Illinois boys. Yeah. I mean, Get like them on every, your teams. Every yeah. show, there's uh, someone else that's balling out from Illinois. You got to start collecting uh, the Illinois boys on uh, Top Shot, eh? Get a nice showcase going, maybe. That's right. That's yeah. right. I got uh, got the Fred Van Vliet, the star of the uh, yeah. collection so far. I mean, an Anthony Davis would be huge. But I hear <laughs> Skeets talking about every single... Canadian player. I'm like, are you kidding me? There's more players from one state. Yeah, I got to bring up these Illinois boys. That's so fine. You, I love, you, love it. You can showcase guys from wherever. Like, you just put them in a... For, yeah, it's, a, a it's basically the equivalent of what you were doing with your sexy cards there, yep. like in your binder. Like, hey, oh, here's here's all my Calgary Flames. Yeah, it's like... Dapper Labs. Yeah, man. Brilliant. They're <laughs> so smart. They are so smart. Just um, making the user-generated content. Wow. That's right. That's wow. right. Um... We're going to get to the uh, second all-star vote returns, but first, quick break. Here from our sponsor. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. 
It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, second all-star vote returns. Lakers, LeBron James, and the Nets, Kevin Durant, continue to lead their respective conferences in the second fan returns for all-star voting 2021. Dropped yesterday. Let's take a look at the West votes. Not a whole lot has changed. If we were just going by this, and we're not, because it's only 50% of the vote in determining the starters, we got LeBron, the Joker, and Kawhi Leonard as your front court guys in the West, and then Steph Curry and Luka Doncic uh, eking out Damian Lillard there for the second spot at the guard spot. Uh, biggest surprise, task from our second returns, is there anything of note to you? Well, I guess that no one cares about more than three guards in the West. Uh, just looking at the numbers, you know, Steph right. over 4 million, Luka near 2.5, Damian Lillard over 2 at the top of the Western Conference guards. Then fourth... It's a mere 479,000 votes for Donovan Mitchell. That's less than a quarter of the votes of the third guy there. And to top it all off, Clay Thompson, a guy who hasn't played, is in eighth. <laughs> right, uh, nice. So nobody cares about beyond Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and Damian Lillard. And my eyes focusing primarily on Donovan Mitchell, who's got the best record in the freaking NBA leading that team. Uh, and then Booker and Chris Ball, a bunch of guys below him. But... Uh, just shocking that only those three guys, because it seems like there's, you know, the, as far as the voting goes, it's pretty accurate. Uh, but uh, as far as who the best players have been this season, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, Dono definitely deserves a little bit of love, I guess. That's just, that's just the media markets not talking about, or the media, mainstream media, I guess I should say, not talking about the Utah Jazz. I think that's the biggest thing to take away from it, because the Jazz are very, very good. And we're trying to talk about him more here, but uh, no one's listening, I guess. Oh, Lee just <laughs> went on a Utah Jazz podcast. He's trying to talk up Dono, aren't you? Oh, or were you just sure. talking Ingles the entire time? Well, a little bit of both, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was, there was plenty of talk there about the Jazz on the Jazz podcast, as you would expect. That will come out later today. Check my socials for details. Oh, uh, <laughs> but it, it is kind of funny, though, that the team with the best record, you know, great defense, great offense, and I think they are going to have two all-stars in Mitchell and Gobert, and Gobert isn't even close. I mean, it's not a huge surprise that he's not in that top 10 uh, because centers, you know, tend to to not, uh, you know, oh, do all that well in the voting. It's surprising but, that he's not top ten, like not above Carmelo Anthony. Like, yeah, wow. I mean, that's you know, I, he just doesn't get that sort of uh, fan love. But uh, I, I'd be very, very surprised if the Jazz, where things stand today, don't have two All Stars. I think the coaches, Mitchell, absolutely certain, and yeah. and I, I mean, I think Gobert is too. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I don't think they get a third in Conley. Uh, maybe uh, right now he's out <laughs> know, a little bit too, but uh, I know you would like to get him in there, Lily. It's fine. He's played great. I uh, I just don't think he will ultimately make it. He'll continue his streak of never making an All-Star game. And I say that's even better for his legacy, to be the best <laughs> player of all time to never make an All-Star game. The new Rod I, I live by that. Yeah, exactly. We'll remember it. He'll always come up. We'll, we would always be talking about him. I actually think it... Uh, 
hurts his uh, you know legacy a little bit if he actually just snuck in one because then we wouldn't talk about him as much. Fair uh, enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm being truthful there. But uh, yeah, the races here in the West, it's really like all that's left to decide is is the third forward, is it Kawhi or Anthony Davis? Because that's a somewhat of a close race. Uh, though, of course, the, the players are going to have a bit of a say. And um, and uh, who else I always forget? Media. The media will have a bit of a say. So I think it will be Kawhi as the third guy. And then Luca or Lillard. Ah, that one that one's a little more intriguing. Even if Luca has the 50% of the fan vote, I think the players would lean towards Lillard. My gut says that, and the media—that one's—that uh, one's probably a, a toss-up. That one, I have no idea which way it would go. I guess it could be there for the taking. Still, if somebody goes on a little hot streak here, still have a bit of time before those uh, those votes are cast. So we'll ultimately see. Okay, let's move over to the East. Trey, same question. As we as we take a look, I'll just let you know if you're listening. It's KD, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Those are your bigs. Uh, a majority of the votes in the front court. Tatum a distant fourth. And then the guards, Bradley Beal still in first. And then Kyrie Irving in second. And uh, Harden sort of on his heels there. But uh, biggest surprise from the second fan returns, Trey. I don't think these changed at all yeah. from the first returns. So to me, the biggest question of this is, where's LaMelo? I hmm. wonder if it's just the case of being behind a week. You know, LaMelo kind of finished his first full week of starting in the middle of last week. So I don't know when they actually <laughs> call the data. Like, we're chopping it off here for the returns. But him not being in the top 10, I think, is a little bit surprising. He's obviously got a huge social media following. A lot of this voting is taking place online. And he's been a major story in the NBA for this entire week. So maybe when we're talking third returns, We'll see LaMelo, you know, down at the bottom near Fred Van Vliet and Russell Westbrook because, at the very least, he's been more impressive than Russell Westbrook. He's been more impressive than Derrick Rose. Colin Sexton had a nice start to the season, but LaMelo's a guy that's obviously in the news a lot right now. He is at least competing with Gordon Hayward to see which of the Charlotte Hornets might be an all-star pick uh, during during the game. And so, yeah, I was a little surprised to not see LaMelo, though not really because... Because I don't know when when the timeline is with this thing. So, but I assume he will make it to the top ten by the time we actually get to the All Star game. Okay, okay. Well, it's coming up soon. I think they announce the starters next week, next mm. Thursday, uh, and then I know the uh, reserves come pretty quickly after that. I think early then the next week. So uh, we'll have to actually make our selections here on the show. After we, you know what, we'll just wait. I mean, I know uh, people get so excited about making their all-star picks. Uh, you know, Ziller's oh, already yeah. done it. Moore's already done it. Zach Lowe just did it with Kevin Arnovitz. Like, people just can't wait to Holy do it. relax. <laughs> I, love, I, know, I mean, I start to get worried, Tass. I'm like, Jesus, should we have already done this? Like, what's going on? But It's like 30. That's right. That's we're doing right. our picks after the game. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what it should have been. Yeah. No, well, the all-star gonna... game is three weeks away. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, they're announcing this stuff, though, pretty soon. I think what we yeah. should do, though, is... Let's just wait at this point. They'll announce the starters on Thursday on TNT, like coming up here. We'll probably have a watch party going on. And then on Friday, so a week from today on the Drop Podcast, we'll make our picks for the reserves. And then we'll at least know who the starters are, and then we can make our uh, fill out the rest of the rosters and have our debates then. Make sense? Why not, right? Because then I think they announce them actually uh, early next week, like I said, on the Tuesday. So, all right. Anything to add there, uh, Lily, from these returns? Just that I'm happy that Bradley Beal has uh, held on to his lead there as the leading guard by a big margin too over Kyrie Irving because Beal is having a great season, but it's on the Washington Wizards and that just is not a market that usually gets any sort of uh, national traction. And I'm so happy to see him there. I think he's going to hold that lead and uh, 
yeah, so that doesn't automatically mean he'll start though. He's still got to no, get the uh, yeah, he's still get the other. I vote. think his chances would be high though. Yes, because yes. the players are gonna. I don't see why they would hold Bradley Beal's crap team against them. Yeah, personally, maybe the media does a little bit more, but yeah, and yeah. And, and 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 I think Harden will suffer a little bit from the media vote. Mm-hmm. Because of the start of the season, so mm-hmm. I, I think Beal's in a pretty good spot here to uh, to be the starter alongside Kyrie Irving. I agree. Okay, let's get to worst of the week, ladies and gentlemen. The worst of the week. Three nominees for you. Let's start off with Golden State Warriors Draymond Green. You know where I'm going with this one. It's an on-court play against the Spurs. Nine seconds left. Down three. Steph is hot like fire. Draymond gets the inbound and decides to chuck it up basically from midcourt when you see it. Ah, what is happening? Uh, he thought he was getting fouled. But I mentioned nine seconds because he had time to dribble, have a quick sip of coffee, and then pass to Curry, who could take his shot. But Draymond mm-hmm. decided to go for it. And why he's also the nominee, not just the encore play, but he didn't cop to it post game. He was asked about it. He said it was the smartest dumb play in NBA history. What does that mean? I mean, you're trying to draw a foul, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's the smart play, but he thought he was being smart, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you're not going to draw a foul back out there. <laughs> yeah, you got exactly. the IQ, man. You are the smartest player on the floor, but yeah, you're not going to... And... You just missed two free throws. I was going to say, why? that's my favorite part. It's like, you were going to knock down three free throws, were you? Mm, mm-hmm. I think I'd be betting against that. I think uh, the odds are unlikely, but yeah, okay. How yeah. often does this work at all, where you chuck up the 40-footer because you think you're going to get fouled? I remember Chris Paul, another notable yeah. high IQ guy, trying it in the playoffs, chucking up a 40-footer because they thought they were, he was going to get fouled. Yeah, don't, don't do it. That. Just actually get fouled, I would say, is the smart play. I mean, you're only taking two free throws, but... At least you're taking free throws. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't it doesn't work often? <laughs> Definitely not Draymond Green uh, from 35 feet. I would say either. Which is yeah. why, to me, no matter what, it's a dumb play. The exactly. odds of it working, it's not going to happen, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, that, that surprised me just with the time. If there was one second to go, it was like, okay, there's not really much he could do. But he still had plenty no, of time. There's tons just, of time just yeah. to get it to carry. Dejounte Murray is doing a good job trying to deny Steph, but big time. You know, I, I think Draymond. Just knowing how good his basketball IQ is, you would hold it, look up, okay, I've got two or three seconds here to make some sort of play to get it to Steph because Steph uh, Steph needs less than a second to get that shot off. doesn't matter where he is, it could go in. So that surprised me about it. Yeah, and Trey brought it up on the uh, Daily Show after that game. Pop doesn't usually foul too. Like he doesn't do when we're, when you're, we're up three and yeah. you have the ball, we'll play the foul game and we'll do that. He does not do that. So, you know, Draymond should have known that really, that it was like sort of unlikely that a guy would come in there and try and just take the quick foul and maybe you could goad him into the shot and get the ref to give you three, but yeah, not pop. But anyway, that's a good one. Yeah, and it made me think of their last season in, in Golden State together, uh, Draymond and Kevin Durant, where, you know, they had the fallout. Draymond Green mm-hmm. brought the ball up. Didn't give it to Kevin Durant, and uh, it seemed to be the last moment where they, uh, I don't know, it, it kind of just, you know, it was the, the beginning was of the, the end, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, for sure. And they play on Saturday, ABC, oh, yeah. Warriors. Oh, yeah. do they really? Wow. Yeah. I saw people in the stream team were saying uh, Steph could go for 60 against the Nets. Oh, that's a I good mean, point. Maybe, but it's wow. also a national TV game against a good team, so the Nets are playing defense. Yeah, that's, true, true. That's also a good point. Yeah, they, they don't want to play defense, but when it's a good team, they'll play defense. <laughs> uh, next nominee here, the Charlotte Hornets. 
because they allowed Kyle Anderson of the Memphis Grizzlies to hit four threes in two minutes in the exact same spot. He's on the far corner. <laughs> Bang. All Flash. from the exact same spot. This is not a joke. There's five possessions in a row. <laughs> Kyle Anderson missed on one of them, and he had, he had all the time in the world to chill out. This is a third quarter to, to start the quarter, and uh, the Charlotte Hornets came out of oh, half there he is. looking good. But well, That was a quick release on that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes slow-mo for the final one, the fourth one. Four straight threes. Oh, and then wow. he talks to that the bench, too. That was a slow-mo. Oh, has some words. Time out. The old Chevy Trax. you got to guard me out here, Trax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game was over at that point. They really they couldn't come back after that. And yeah, when a guy hits four threes from the exact same spot. <laughs> on, yeah. That's a good one. Good. Uh, nice one. Final one here. It's a fan of the show who gets Worst of the Week nominee, Sam Yunono. And he should have oh. Yunono'd a lot better. He's been a fan of the show for a long, 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 long time. And uh, he saw this TBT that I put up. We've shown it a couple times on the show now. Yep, yep. Sexy time. It's, it's me hanging out with my sports cards, sorting them out. <laughs> As my one hockeys. does. It's me having sex with my sports cards. Yeah, yeah. Hanging out with my cards. Yeah, it's a seductive look, for sure. I was hanging out there for a long time. This was a TBT. It was several years ago, and I finally got to sorting them out. And there's a lot of hockey logos in there. There's a Calgary Flames logo, very prominent. Uh, there's there's other sports cards. Uh, but Sam Yonono writes... Uh, Hockey cards? Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm Canadian. Yeah. You know that this show originated in Canada, Sam you know, no. So I understand people don't know what hockey cards are. Like they just don't get that people trade hockey cards. But that's my home country where they put the skates on their feet and they skate around and they play the <laughs> hockey yep. game. And uh even though I wasn't much of a hockey player, of course I loved hockey. Who doesn't mm. love hockey growing up in Canada? Not too many people. Basketball, mm. I love more. But Sam, you know, no, you should have known note a lot better. A lot <laughs> he's, better. He's usually watching. I can't see him in the stream team here, but hopefully oh, he's he embarrassed. will. Uh, or maybe we lost a fan. Hopefully wow. he will have a retort. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope so. Uh, yeah. Mm. What's his, what's his possible retort? I mean, come on. He, I, I guess he's just saying, "Oh man, I what? thought better of you, Tax. I can't believe you were a hockey <laughs> fan when you were twelve years old." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are those are prime years. Those are those are good hockey collecting years when I was that young as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what peak sports cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Oh, I don't remember Tass when, you know, because we're basically the same age, like when we were young in Canada, especially, I don't really remember buying or wanting basketball cards or Never. baseball cards. It was all hockey cards. I remember. Oh, peachy baby. Not where I lived. Yeah. Um, not, not, I mean, I, it wasn't America. I guess America, like, yeah, skybox were around in the U S but they weren't, they weren't baseball cards, I guess, in the in yeah. terms of rankings. And how, what are the American cards rankings in the in the 90s, Trey? Like baseball, probably baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, baseball cards, and then I would say basketball cards. Yeah. Uh, the upper deck and the skybox sets, mm-hmm. particularly for me. Uh, for me, it was baseball until like 1991, and that's when they started coming out with the cool skybox, and then it was game over. Mm. Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. I remember uh, I got into a fight with my next door neighbor, Dwayne <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> 
<laughs> over cards, I think. Who knows what we were arguing about? We were like 10. Uh, but a, a Grant Fuhrer card got ripped up. <laughs> I'm furious. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, ooh. Don't worry, we were best friends the next day. It didn't matter. That's how things went. It's like, oh, we're next door neighbors. What are we going to do? We got to be friends. You didn't ever get into a fight with old uh, Stinky Pete, did you? Over, uh, no, we'll just stop Come saying on. that. Jesus. Stinky Pete came later in life, man. Oh, Grant Fury, he's a Hall of Famer, huh? Yeah, I mean, oh, I think it was man. actually a good oh, card man. at the time. Yeah, I wish we could take that one back. One of those rare, rare. <laughs> I think toys. it was like uh, the classic, like we're both holding it, like give it. To <laughs> yikes! 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 yikes. Yeah, that's a nice one. Yeah, rare, rare goalies that caught with their right hand. Grant Fury, mm. don't see too many of those. Oh, Thank, nice. anyways. Back in my day when I watched <laughs> hockey, uh, it's been a, been a while since I watched hockey. But yeah, I had thousands of cards, and I still have. A decent amount. I I love when I you know I shuffle through them and I find a football card. There's oh a, yeah. There's a random NFL card in there. What the heck is this? <laughs> what are you doing? People collected here? NFL cards. I guess. Got a Steve Tasker. <laughs> double helmet. John Beebe. <laughs> uh, did you? What was like when you went through it? If you can remember, Tass. Like, was there anything where you were like, oh, this might be of some value? Like, this is a good card or a rookie card for anyone in particular? Or no? Not, the, not that one that went that I didn't know prior like i have some, okay i've got some a lot of calgary flames and screw down cases like those oh big man. plastic yeah. cases yeah, that, baby. that if you got a fight with dwayne kelly and you want to use a screw down case against them you could do some serious <laughs> right damage. right you hurt somebody with that yeah a serious concussion but and nothing that popped up like oh this guy was a scrub and i mean it's been so long that uh you know just i would have already gone through it you know? right right you're not stumbling upon like a ken griffey jr uh Rookie right. card. I have that. a I have a Ken Griffey Jr. I had the whole set. I went. Oh, there you go. I collected that one through eight hundred. There you go. Raw. You got the whole set. Yeah. Oh, look at Raw. this guy. Wow. <laughs> not, Raw. Not, not buying a box. You know. Yeah, when, this guy talks cards, that. when this guy talks cards, it's always shirt off. Let's get sexy. Let's oh, buy God, yeah. cards. Man. Yeah. I might I might wear my John Olerud hard hat, but nothing else. <laughs> My heart held on your you penis, know. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the little, uh, the little cup you would get ice cream in. That's what you're talking about, right? Uh, okay, <laughs> okay, great stuff. Uh, sorry, Sam, for being one of the worst of the week uh, nominees. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Let's get to tweet of the night. And like I said, uh, it's up in the air. Who's even going to take this? But JD hit the music. Tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. 
Wow. Twitter. We, we left it on happy hour last night. I mean, there was some, like, negotiations going on. Like, Tass is asking Lee, and then we were like, hey, what about JD? He hasn't done it. And then I'm like, you know what? Technically, I did a top five. Should I do it? Anyway, we left it, I think, at saying, hey, everybody come with a good tweet, and we'll just figure it out on the fly. So does anyone want to get started, Tass? Like, do you want to just, like, jump in with your, your tweet of the night, and then we will determine whether we just leave it? Or somebody else will try and one-up you. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let, let's start us off. I, we, first of all, I asked Lee on Twitter yesterday. Mm. You know what Twitter needs? Not Twitter. On Slack. Slack sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what Slack needs? It needs a, a red feature. Like This man has read oh. your Slack message. Oh. Because mm-hmm. I sent it. Lee just went radio <laughs> silence on me. Didn't want to respond. Because <laughs> he didn't want to do it. I understand. No, uh, no, no. You sent it. Let me see what time you sent it. Let me see oh, what time. It was time. early, man. It was P.O.T. Yeah. Plenty of time. I'm just going to yeah. check. <laughs> no, no. So you sent it at 8.31. I was horizontal right into the Bernstein Bears at that time. So I didn't see it until I came down. Oh, I saw a red dot on your on your, on your your name. I think you're around. I guess you're... No, but that meant, yeah, my laptop was open. My computer was open <laughs> downstairs. Well, dot. next time, pull down the little thing, reading, reading Bernstein Bears uh, as your status. Uh, right. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, you, I had the... Because I knew I was coming straight back down to hop straight into the stream. So I had the computer open. I had the laptop uh, open, but, you know, okay. I wasn't... Around it. All okay, right. See, enough. that's why it needs a red feature on Slack. Yeah. All right. Uh, tweet of the night. I'll start us off. If you saw the Warriors want Toscano Anderson, a ridiculous celebration. Classic Warriors. Steph Curry hitting a shot, but want Toscano Anderson celebrates way before <laughs> Steph Curry puts it up. He goes. He goes like full Chris Duhan with the you know the the arm. Wind it up. Ro- yeah. Yep. Full rotation <laughs> on the floor. So that's awesome for him. Then Bleacher Report tweeted out the video, yep. which was uh, their caption was Steph Curry's teammate, very excited. So Wanta Scott Anderson said, hello, I've got a name. <laughs> he got to Twitter and he, he retweeted Bleacher Report and said, hi, <laughs> I'm Steph's teammate. My name's Juan. Uh, so I, I just like that with the emoji, nice. with the hand raised. <laughs> it's me. Oh and my God! His Twitter handle is one on one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. It is Respect. incredible. I wish. It's it's strange. I don't know why he went with ten. Yeah. Uh, his number. He's wearing fifty eight. Right on the floor. Ninety five. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah sorry. Five. I thought it was. Yeah. He's oh, a, a real Bembry with it. Is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a defensive uh, lineman out there with the ninety five. <laughs> uh, I wish it was one on one ninety five. Who cares? One on one is great. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to point that out too. So. Just a great little exchange there from Juan. Hi, I'm Steph's teammate. Okay, that's that's good. That's, that's a good. great tweet. I mean, I'm going to sit this one out. I already played my card anyway with that weird mellow, mellow face swap thing uh, from Yannick. But uh, Lee, do you want to try and one-up Tass, or do you want to let it lie? Let him well, I, I'm happy to let it lie. I, I did have one, but it's not as good as that. Okay. So, uh, okay. yeah, perfect. Okay, okay. Trey? What do you want? What, you want one, Skates? <laughs> you want one? You tell me, man. You know the tweet. All right, here we go. Oh, wow. This tweet comes to you from No Dunk Sink. <laughs> Which NBA player would you least want to fall on you? We asked that question on our Twitter. A lot of great responses. We nailed the majority of the responses. You see a lot of people were voting for Zion. A lot of people coming through for Boban. Yep. But my favorite answer uh, was somebody who shouted out an old Illinois boy, Thomas Hamilton, who they said the Rockets broadcast used to call Thomas Handel, Hamilton two sandwiches. This was a massive man. He was like listed at 7'2", 330 pounds. 
They called this guy two sandwiches on the broadcast? (laughs) We were talking about having six or five six-inch subs on happy hour, but... Two sandwiches. I would not like to have that guy <laughs> okay. pull on me either. Fair enough. Okay. All right. What was his What was his real name again? You said something. Thomas again? Hamilton. Thomas Hamilton. Oh, he's oh. on Broadway. My name is Thomas Thomas <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> Call me two sandwiches. <laughs> um, all right, that's good. Yeah, we had a lot of great responses to that. There was a lot Very of Taco good. Falls too. I saw. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a lot of, of course, big dudes that you wouldn't want falling on you. Uh, JD, I, I want to bring you in here. I know. Uh, you might have a tweet too. Any, anything? Oh, I'm always better. prepared. I try to be prepared. Good but first you. of all, Lee, did you yeah. really have a tweet? Because you didn't send me one. That's for yeah. sure. Oh. I was. I, it, my, mine was. A, mine was a verbal one because it was uh, Bill Russell. Like you've seen them, they're going around lately. The Jordan and Tom Brady, you know, with their rings, and then you yeah. just have Bill Russell's great on Twitter. And he, he just tweeted out that picture of him, you know, where he's like that. Yep, yep. He just yep, says, you're, you're getting closer. That's all oh, it was. Oh, that's good. It's, yeah. a, it's his birthday, I believe, today. I think that's right, yeah. It was. A, yeah. I think it's, was it yesterday or today? But I saw the photo of him with like a million candles on it. So happy birthday yeah. to the great Bill Russell. Okay. But you didn't send the tweet in. To, no, to I, didn't, I, I, I sort of thought, I know someone else is going to have a better one. And I can just say mine. Because we've all seen that photo. <laughs> we've, we've all seen the photo. The, a visual tweet. Ah, uh, well, it's listen, it's I'm verbal. thinking about our uh, audio listeners as well. I'm like, uh, that, that doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, now you are. Yes, you yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Interesting. J- JD, do you want to add me to the worst of the week nominees? Because I brought this upon you. Oh, no. I, I could have easily just done Tweet of the Week. <laughs> yeah, but, I made it worse, but now so. I'm making... You know, so so who's you- doing Tweet on Monday then? Let's let's get this settled right oh, now. Who's, JD, I know JD... Well, JD likes to have the whole weekend to get one. So do you I want it on Monday? No, because I'm about to do one now. So I, okay. I need okay. some buffers. So, uh, wow. I'll do Monday. Do I'll, I'll do Monday. I'll okay, do Monday. All right, all right. All right. So uh, <laughs> my tweet comes from... Um, uh, Terry was taken. Uh, at yep. Terry was taken. And uh, it's... He tweeted, he or she tweeted, no dunks. You have to bring back the mellow drop for tomorrow. Okay, so yeah. we one off. We get these all the time. And then, yep. specifically at me, please, please bring it. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. It's fine. It's fine. But it's polite. It's polite. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, people love it. Here it is. Mellow. <laughs> yes. But I have to confess something. I hate that drop. I've always hated it. <laughs> What? I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. It's oh, I disagree. That is it. No, I, I, everybody loves it. I get it. Yeah. But uh, there's certain things. I think I just where it comes from. I didn't like. I didn't like the parody song. You know, and it just it, it just bugs me. It just gets under me. You know how sometimes Jeez. things get under your skin, yeah. and it's yeah. just every time it comes up, I'm like huge eye roll from me, and then <laughs> mellow. <laughs> And that, yeah, it's just... People are gonna be so excited to hear that again, though. Oh yeah, they were they were going crazy in the uh, in the chat when I played oh, it. Wow. It was just like, okay, it's a drop. I don't know. It's... Can you uh, <laughs> can you uh, go get a swim up bar looking good? I really like that one back oh, in gosh. our life. Can I get uh, it? I mean, I can. Well, yeah, it's possible. Can I? <laughs> Not right. No, I don't mean right this second. I'll tweet at you and ask and say please, but. Uh, okay. Oh, perfect. Um, that will be my tweet of the night next week. So, so wait, wait for my turn. I'll wait. Tweet I'll it, wait. and then great. I'll create one, and then that'll be uh, – that's that's awesome. Perfect. Okay. Maybe we can reach out to Cam Stewart and get a photo of him at a swim-up mm. bar, which has to exist. Yeah. Right? Oh, I mean, it's got to sure. be out there. I'll ask Gabe, too. Maybe he has it. Uh, you, um, know, you know Cam had a waterproof camera that was strapped to his wrist <laughs> yeah. and pulled up to the swim-up bar with. Oh, yeah. Sure. 
yeah. Okay, so we'll try and get the photo of Cam if it exists at a swim up bar. Add the element, the video element to the uh, the photo element to the audio drop, and then there we go. Bob's yeah. uncle. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, yeah, that was a really convoluted tweet of the night. Let's not do that again. <laughs> Let's just uh, decide. So you're on Monday, Skeets. You're on. Ma- I'm locking I know, in right now. You're uh, on okay. Monday. All right. All right. What about all this right. tweet? What about this uh, tweet? Uh, all right. <laughs> um, pick them results. It was the Raptors Celtics game. Celtics were favored by three and a half. Uh, we talked a little bit about this game. They got the victory. <laughs> Ojale and Pritchard catching fire. So Lee, you swerved. You had the Celtics. You had the Beantown boys. Uh, you're, you're marching with them right now. So you got the victory. You're four and five. Loss for everybody else. Drops Tass and I to four and five, and Trey's right behind us at three and six. So not the greatest start here for your boys in February. I'd like to see us get over 500, or at least a couple of us. So let's try and do that tonight, Tass. Um, what's the game? Where are we going? There's like 26 games on this weekend, but uh, obviously focusing on Friday night tonight. Where, where do you want to go? Big battle tonight. Battle of the two best teams no one really wants to talk about. <laughs> Bucks versus the Jazz. Uh, the Jazz are one in the West, and a team that's getting pretty close to number one in the East. I believe they're one and a half back right. of the Philadelphia 76ers in Utah, which is important. Uh, the Bucks are traveling. They are uh, on their road swing, but uh, played pretty well until that loss um, on Wednesday night against the Phoenix Suns when Giannis had 47 and almost won them the game at the end. So, Bucks versus the Jazz. Nice. Uh, Trace, start us up. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Jazz here. They've been playing really well, and they're at home. Maybe the Bucks are tired. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually going to be the case, but I really like what I've been seeing from the Jazz lately. They went on a huge win streak, lost the game, started another huge win streak. Yeah. Great stuff. I am locking in the Jazz for sure. Isn't this like a no-brainer? It's a Friday night. The Utah Jazz <laughs> will dominate the Bucks tonight, and we will not be here to talk about it. Uh, because we won't have a podcast tomorrow. This one, I'm going Utah, one and a half, that's it. Yeah, that's what's going to happen here, Lily. Are you going with us? Yeah, no Drew Holiday, but no Mike Conley for the Jazz. Kind of cancels each other out. The Jazz have just been playing uh, pretty convincing basketball lately. I think they've got, uh, what is it, one and a half points, you said, Tass? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think they got two points in them, so yeah, Jazz. <laughs> Tassie, you want to swerve? I just don't like... I don't like a four man. Yeah. So right. uh, I'll no take one the Bucks. Likes a four man. Okay. No one likes a four man. Yeah. Who knows? Who the heck knows? But uh, the Bucks have been playing very well. But yeah, yep. Drew Holiday not being able to guard Donovan Mitchell hurt the other night when he couldn't guard Chris Paul and Devin Booker. But maybe they've learned. Maybe the Bucks have learned. Okay. Tass taking the Bucks. Tass taking Milwaukee. Everybody else has Utah to win by two or more. Good luck. Okay. Let's end with a little rapid fire fun. I'll ask the questions this week. After it was reported that the Mavericks had not played the national anthem this season, the NBA issued a statement basically saying, uh, F that noise, you're all playing it. And Mark Cuban's response was, hmm, okay. Now, this is obviously a, a somewhat serious issue, and many people have strong opinions about whether we should keep or axe the tradition of playing the anthem, but let's have some fun with it. This is rapid fire, after all. Guys, if you were in charge, and we got to replace the national anthem with any song you want, what song are you picking and why, Lee? Yeah, well, people didn't even know the anthem wasn't being played in Dallas. Uh, then quite a few people got upset. They all got horny for the anthem again. <laughs> so if you want to get horny before a game, let's get real horny. Let's go with I Want Your Sex by George Michael. Let's get everyone up there dancing and jiving. <laughs> I think get people in the mood for a game of basketball. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll take our shirts off, open some cards. Yeah. All right. Tass, where are you going? I'm not going sexy. No. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, you know, excited. Uh, I'm going 
a little off the board for me. Enter Sandman by Metallica. Oh wow! Okay. Like it, it's it's kind of like Trey's big beef bit. At first, you're into it, you know, but the intro lasts a little bit too long, so maybe you might <laughs> you might just you know drop out for a sec. But then it comes back with a vengeance, and you can't stop. It's 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 a slow build, but not too slow a build. And before you know it, you're banging bodies with everybody around you ready to watch some basketball so i think that's a it's a good pump up for me. okay all right trey i have a wild guess where you're gonna go with this one but what's the song you're uh, picking to replace the anthem with and why i don't think you're gonna guess what i oh. picked what do you think it was gonna be well i thought you might just go like classic 90s uh high school basketball warm-up song like a rough riders anthem or <laughs> oh, like my national anthem <laughs> yeah rough yeah. riders anthem yeah stop drop <laughs> shut them down open up shop that's a great choice. Right. I actually wish I would have picked that now, but uh, I think I have one that has universal approval, which is tough to find these days. American Girl by Tom Petty. <laughs> okay. It's about America, about somebody from America. <laughs> about a girl. And it would have a great sing-along part, you know, once you get to the part where I assume the anthem performer would be doing the part that goes, oh yeah, all right, take it easy, baby. Make it last all night. Make and then the rest night. of the audience yep, yep. chimes in with the make it last all night. Being magical performance. Oh, I'm so happy I asked that question. Great answers, guys. Next one, the Raptors announced uh, Thursday, Tess uh, slipped this into the show, that they will finish the 2020-21 season in Tampa, Florida because of ongoing border restrictions due to the pandemic and mindful of public safety measures in Canada. Team has decided they will just continue to play their home games down south. So we all miss home. We haven't been home in a long time. I say home, I know Trey's an Illinois boy, but he lived in Toronto for a long time. We obviously all did. Guys, what will be the first thing you do when you are allowed to safely travel to Toronto again? And I don't want like, you know, see friends and family. That's a no brainer, Lee. I want something, you know, something maybe specific to the, to the city. Uh, what are you doing? Well, first off, I hope I'm allowed back into the country because my uh, current <laughs> visa has expired. So I'm gonna oh. have to get that taken care of. Okay. Uh, I'm going to the Danforth. I'm going to Libretto Pizza. I'm having the duck confit pizza. And if that's not open, I'm going to Barn Me Boys and I'm getting the duck uh, little barn meat that they have there. I just can't. Oh, this God, guy just wants those. some duck. Big <laughs> duck energy. <laughs> as, soon as, uh, as soon as I get my passport stamped, I'm just ordering straight away and saying to the taxi, just take me straight to Libretto's. I'll go to the hotel or the house where I'm staying afterwards. Those right. pizzas are amazing. All right. This guy is getting me hungry here lately i love it tass what are you doing first thing you're doing in toronto once we can go back i'll join you on the dance fourth lee i'm gonna have myself a night i probably won't go to librettos but i'll go to mizess for some good greek food because uh we struggle for that here in atlanta Mm. sometimes you go to a little tzatziki pump or what you think would be a a tzatziki pump and all you get is ranch sauce here there's some there's some many mistakes being made here in atlanta when it comes to greek food so I'm going to Mazes. Um, yeah. A tzatziki pump. Yeah, like a full, there's like a there's a restaurant here with a full vat of what you would believe would be tzatziki, like one of those what you think is a you know a ketchup pump. Like, yeah, sure. Right. There's so much of that white creamy sauce in there. It's so popular, but it's freaking ranch at a Greek restaurant. The same the same mid middle of America where everybody loves the ranch. We're in a Greek restaurant. Right. Right. And you get ranch. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to Mazes. All right. I a can't believe uh, the Daziki pump didn't come up during our splooge talk on NBA Happy Hour last <laughs> yeah, night. It almost did. And then I'm going for a, for a pet uh, at Athens Bakery with a tis pie. 
And then uh, we'll break some glasses as we drink Uzo into uh, 1 a.m. That's that's when they call it on Danforth. They, yeah, that's they, yeah, we're going home. Yeah, we're old that's enough. Fine. That's late for us. That's pretty point. good. Yeah, okay, that's a great one. Trey, what are you doing? First thing in Toronto. I'm getting food, too. I just want to be walking <laughs> down the street 3 a.m. in the morning, stop in for a shawarma somewhere. Oh, oh man. A yes. shawarma, you don't have a quick shawarma place around here. The last time I had shawarma was making it myself out of Danielle's cookbook. An incredible recipe. Turned yeah. out great. But I had to make it, and you know I don't got the pickling vegetable skills that they're, that you're getting inside of uh, Alibaba's a good one, I suppose. There's a yep. bunch of different shawarma shops, but uh, oh yeah, the various sauces. You know they tend to have more of a vat rather than a pump, but uh, <laughs> different sauces for different plosses, like I say. So <laughs> give me a shawarma. <laughs> All right, great answers. Final one: the Daily Dings, Dave DeFour, introduced the concept of the Athletic Podcast Universe this week. And Trey said that I was Thanos because I threatened to snap my fingers and destroy the NBA happy hour if we didn't reach 30,000 subscribers. Now, luckily we did. Happy hour went off without a hitch. Again, had a blast. Go check it out. But if that makes, if I'm Thanos and that makes me the supervillain, I want to know what that makes you guys in the, of course, Marvel universe. So we're doing this a little differently. Lee, which Marvel character is Tass? You know, I'm going all visual with this one because of the uh, TBT that Tass posted yesterday, yeah. uh, and I found the Absorbing Man, Carl the Crusher. What? Who is this, Jay? I just go- I googled I googled Marvel characters, and I thought I'm not just going to go with one of the obvious ones. I want to dig a little deeper, and wow. I thought uh, based on what we saw yesterday from Tassie, I think this is him. Okay. So uh, yeah, the Crusher. J- JD, can you can you fill in the blank here on this guy? Is this a real uh, character? Like, who is this? Uh, I don't never never heard of him. It's real. When I saw this, film. I thought it was Sandman for some reason, but uh, huh? no, it's well, uh, that's the Absorbing Man. Yeah, he uh, he appeared in Marvel Agents of Shield season two, episode one. Maybe this okay. is a bit like okay. Egghead in uh, Batman, where they just ran out of characters <laughs> and they're like, all right, maybe. Yeah, let's just go with that. That guy absorbs old 90s hockey cards. stronger (laughs) and stronger. That's his superpower. (laughs) I see the resemblance. Okay. Uh, Hey, it's your answer. Uh, Now, Tass, which Marvel character is Trey? I vacillated between two options here. Uh, Captain America, being Mm. a classic, being the only American Mm. on this show. It makes sense, but it doesn't really fit the personality, I think. So I don't always do the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mm-mm. It does. Uh, personality-wise, this isn't a perfect match, but more Groot because he's big, <laughs> and I early. Love it. I love it. Yeah, he's woodsy. You know, he could get a Carhartt sponsorship. Let's say. <laughs> But, Voiced you know. by Vin Diesel, one hundred percent catchphrases. It's perfect. I am Carhartt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good answer. Oh, he likes it too, so he's all in. Oh, I love it. All right, uh, finishes off here, Trey. Which Marvel character is Lee? Uh, same team as Tassie's. Lee, according to myself and Joe Cajindos, says that Lee is Drax the Destroyer, the mm. Dave Bautista character from Guardians of the Galaxy. He sees the world his way, and then he states it plainly. And it is always <laughs> hilarious, and just like Tass and the Absorbing Man are both obviously jacked, same with Lee and Drax the Destroyer. Right, right. Do it, uh, Drax is oh, doing yeah. it. <laughs> oh, oh, JD, you're killing it, man. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. I guess uh, we'll end this off by asking the stream team or anyone listening, you can tweet at us. Uh, 
who does that make JD in the uh, mm. Marvel universe? Um, JD, does anyone come to mind? Anyone you would love to be associated who, with? Who I am? Yeah. Oh, I'm Thor. I'm Thor. By far. Oh. Yeah. Just with the, you like got the giant beard. Well, I, be, I got a big beard. Um, Thor gained some weight, and I've been gaining yeah. a little bit of weight over this pandemic. So uh, I'm incredibly sexy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm from a faraway land that you literally have to cross a rainbow bridge to get to. <laughs> so nice. There's that. Well done. Nice. I don't know. So and I. Uh, you're you're like sort of uh you're pretty blunt. I feel like Thor is like just gets to the point, right? Yep. Yep. I'm pretty pretty good with a hammer. Yep. Are you? Well, not really. <laughs> but I enjoy holding a hammer. No, that counts. All right. So you do have godlike powers of production, I would, I would say as well. Sure. You actually have skills compared to the rest of us. <laughs> Earthlings <laughs> running around with crossbows, bows and arrows, and a knife. And, uh, yeah, I know he was only saying it because I was threatening to get rid of Happy Hour. I am definitely not Thanos. <laughs> I'm Ant-Man, apparently, as people were saying in the last stream. <laughs> Which, yeah, sure. Hey, he's I'm the funniest. Right. Be yeah, I like, I like Ant-Man. Oh, he does get huge, too, doesn't he? Yeah. Forgot about that part. Oh, that's cool. All right. Uh, that's it. Let's wrap <laughs> cool. it up there. Rapid Fire Fun. Uh, thanks so much for joining us again for another Drop Podcast. New No Dunks items. Well, somewhat new. We always got new items coming, so keep your eye on it. NoDunks.com. You got hoodies, t-shirts, shorts, mugs. Gotta rep the brand. And if you do, take a photo at us on Instagram or Twitter and we'll hit you with the retweet. We'll share it for sure. Uh, treat yourself to an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. $3.99 a month for the best damn sports writing in the world. Be a part of the podcast, uh, uh, athletic podcast universe as Dave DeFore has called it. I love it. Who's Dave DeFore? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Yeah, I'll have to think on that one over the weekend. He's a defender of the galaxy. Eh. <laughs> Okay. Sure. 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 Better than absorbing man. <laughs> he kind of resembles absorbing man. Right? Yeah. Is that Dave before? I can see him as Dave Bautista's character. Too. No, that's right. true. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, go get that subscription, theathletic.com slash no dunk. So they know that we sent you $3.99 a month. Again, continue to like and comment and subscribe and share the YouTube show, the channel with all of your friends. We really appreciate it. Nice to be over 30,000. Now we make our march to 40,000. Thanks for joining us, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us. And remember, Dave Batista's first name is Dave. I just had to Google that because he goes by Batista now. And it just seems like he doesn't have another name. You know, he's one of those. One of those guys now. But he used to be Dave Batista. Am I right, WWE guys? I guess he went yeah. by Batista there, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people called him at times Dave Batista, I guess. Yeah. Happy International Dave Day, everyone. <laughs> Embrace the weekend, people. <laughs> <laughs>